Hey, we still got high school football. Speaking of homecoming, home high school football. So good luck. I think uh, what Medford's still in it. They play Menominee, uh, Regis. I, I don't have the list of who's still I, I alive. Look that up because I think yeah. Colby's alive yet. Okay, uh, yeah. yeah. I know there are a lot of teams alive in our yeah. area. We'll have to find out who they all are. And uh, well, if you are in that, good luck because I think you probably got a game tonight. Shouldn't be too bad either. So uh, weather-wise, so good luck to all the teams. Hopefully, they get one step closer to Madison's 5 o'clock. This is 104.5 FM, WAXXO. Claire, let's start this Friday morning with a little news. NBC News Radio, I'm Mark Mayfield. Former New York City Mayor Michael Bloomberg is reportedly going to jump into the Democratic presidential race. The billionaire businessman is planning to file for Alabama's Democratic primary. Some New Yorkers are saying a Democratic centrist is exactly what's missing in the race. I think we need someone with his temperament. Um, he's a self-made, truly self-made business person. Um, he was a great mayor. Alabama's November the 8th primary filing deadline is the first in the country. Bloomberg has previously toyed with the idea of launching a presidential run, but said earlier this year he would not. President Trump is defending his charity after being forced to pay a $2 million settlement for misusing donations to pay for his presidential campaign. In a statement, Trump said the New York Attorney General is deliberately mischaracterizing the settlement for political reasons. He said every penny in the Trump Foundation was paid to numerous charitable causes. He also claimed he's the only person in history who can be attacked for charitable giving. A mother and her two children were the first to be buried after the massacre in Mexico this week. Soldiers stood by Thursday as three coffins were carried past hundreds of mortars in a small Mormon settlement in the state of Sonora. This was the first funeral since Monday's drug cartel ambush. The attack killed three mothers and their six children, including twin babies. Eight children survived. The parent company of Sears and Kmart is getting a boost as it tries to revive the brand. But Transformco also announced it would be shutting down dozens of locations across the country. Officials say the company recently received about $250 million in new capital to support its initiatives, which include focusing on competitive strengths. A total of 96 stores will be closed as part of the process. And Transformco says going out of business sales are expected to begin in early December. And Phillip Rivers threw his third interception of the game in the final seconds as the Raiders held off the Chargers 26-24 on Thursday Night Football in Oakland. Rivers passed for 207 yards and two TDs, but also took five sacks for the Chargers. You're listening to the latest from NBC News Radio. Yeah, watched that game last night. <laughs> what a difference. For <laughs> the defense can put a little pressure on the quarterback. Yeah. I mean, I was thinking that Scott just said, yeah, that's because he wasn't throwing with gold helmets on the field. I was thinking the same thing. What a pathetic performance by the Packers a week ago against the Chargers. Yep. Yeah, I'm surprised the Chargers got beat because they sure didn't have to put out a lot of effort to beat the Packers. No, and they're coming right back way. on Thursday night. That was uh, kind of an easy effort for the char- for the uh, Chargers, and then didn't do much against the uh, against the Raiders. The Packers beat the Raiders, but that's the NFL for you. Hey, it's four minutes after five o'clock. We're going to take a look at our weather markets. Brent will be in a busy Friday here at Wax. Russell's of Nielsville has moved. Visit us today at our new location on Highway 10. Inside our new store, you'll find our added selection of clothing, home goods, and grocery. Check out our fresh produce, meats, dairy, and the same great quality hardware, furniture, appliances, and service you've grown to know. Stop in today to find exactly what you're looking for at Russell's of Nielsville, your better living store. Now open, Highway 10 East, Nielsville. Swim 
It's been one of those days. Business deadlines, customers to take care of, everything needs to be done yesterday. You've gotten so good at looking forward to the end of the day when you can relax. This amazing calmness, transformation, began the day you took delivery of something that's changed your life and the way you enjoy it. Something that's added a new routine to your daily existence. Your new marquee spa from Swimrite Pools and Spas. Buy the right spa from the right company. Swimrite is diving through their 30th year of business, and if it's not good enough for their backyard, it'll never make it into yours. Experience the Swimrite difference and have more time to spend with your family, inside or out. At Swimrite, home recreation is what they do. This means pool tables customized for your home, even personalized shuffleboards. Swimrite invites you in to look, feel, and test out their tables and products because when you shop locally, you get to experience exactly what you're going to take home. We do it right. Swimrite. What do Top the Tater Brand dips taste like? You know that moment when your team wins and your friends are high-fiving, chest-bumping, and spilling beer on the new carpet, but you don't even care? It tastes like that. Top the Tater. Strange name. Delicious dip. Weather-wise, it shouldn't be too bad if you're, you know, going to a football game tonight or tomorrow, wherever you're going to do. The roads, I don't think, are going to be bad because there's no really forecast of any precipitation. It's kind of partly cloudy today. As the day goes along, the clouds will fill in even more. We'll be upper 20s, maybe reach 30. Tonight, it's not going to cool off much either. We should stay in the upper 20s overnight. And then tomorrow, we should be, oh, 39 for a high, 40 degrees, mostly cloudy. Sunday, 28. 20 on Monday and Tuesday, then warming back up to 27 on Wednesday. I hate to say that, warming back up, and it's only going to be 27. But uh, we're in one of those patterns right now where it's kind of cold. So if you're going to the football games, just Dress warm. You don't have to worry about precipitation, it doesn't look like. Right now, it is kind of cold around the area. Green Bay is 12, Milwaukee 16, Madison Sun Prairie single digits at just 9 above this morning. 11 in Wausau, 5 in Marshfield, Rice Lake at 12. As we said, Whitehall 7 below, Toma is 2 below. Lacrosse is 11, and in Eau Claire, Chippewa Falls, that's about where we are, about 10 or 11 degrees right now. And again, we'll move up to the upper 20s. Some folks going to see 30. We'll look at the Friday markets. Brought to you by Pioneer. Sure Start 2. Kelex. Classic. More than 100 crop protection products. Enserve. Ever Preax. And List Duo. That's what's available through the True Choice offer from Corteva AgriScience. Approach Prima. Sonic. It's an offer simpler than saying all these names in 60 seconds. Trivance. Realm Q. Just make a qualifying Pioneer brand product purchase. And Corteva Cash is put into your True Choice account at your crop protection retailer. No waiting, no rebate. Then you can put that Corteva cash towards more than 100 crop protection herbicides, insecticides, fungicides, and stabilizers. And as you can hear, there are a lot of options for you. Open Sky, Elevor. With the True Choice offer, the only hard part is figuring out which of these products you want. Perfect match. Resicor, Instinct. Ask your local Pioneer sales representative or your crop protection retailer about the True Choice offer. More choices, more savings. I knew it would change sometime, but I didn't know when. Our special Rick Moore new Ford F-150 truck lease has gone up from $199 a month to $209 a month. It's still the best lease within 1,300 miles. I'm Rick Moore, the owner of the all-new Eau Claire Ford Lincoln Quick Lane. And I'm Kina. Now until December 31st, or until they are all gone, you can lease a new 2019 Ford F-150 XLT truck for just $209 a month. 10% down plus tax title license, 24-month lease, 10,500 miles per year. Zero security 
deposit, plus you get a lifetime powertrain warranty. It's a truck on steroids. It drives like warm butter. It'll tow anything, but it'll feel like you're towing nothing. This truck cab is so roomy and quiet. Oh. Rick meditates in it. This new Ford F-150 XLT truck lease for only $209 a month expires December 31st, 2019. We are across from the new Fleet Farm, corner of I-94 and Highway 93, Eau Claire Ford Lincoln Quick Lane, where you can't buy the wrong vehicle. And you can't pay too much. Nine minutes after five here at Wax, and we're going to take a look courtesy of Pioneer at our Friday morning markets, livestock numbers, cash as we get to the end of the week. Scott, where are they? Fed beef steers are at 92 to 117, and fed beef heifers are at 92 to 117. Fed Holstein steers, 87 to 94. Cows, top 20%, 55 to 68. Bulls, 65 to 80. On the hog side, butcher hogs are at 29 to 38. Sows, 20 to 38. And boars, 8 to 15. Shorn and unshorn market lambs are at $1 to 150. And feeder lambs are at 1 to 192. At the Mercantile Exchange, live cattle for December unchanged, 119 even. February live cattle, 124.85, up 15. April, 125.85, up 30. And June live cattle, 117.95, up 55. Feeder cattle for January at 145.77, up 135. March feeders, 145.50, up 152. April at 146.80, up 127. And May feeder cattle up a dollar, 147.45. December lean hog carcass contract, 64.30 at the close. That was down 47. February hog, 73.77. That was up a dollar. April at 80.15, up 77, and May lean hogs, 86.77. That was up 52. Quiet on the Board of Trade as we're taking a look at uh, another big USDA report coming out today. December corn overnight, just a little bit lower, settling this morning right now, trading at 374, March corn at 383. December oats down a penny at 303. The wheat also down a cent at 510. March soybeans down one at nine forty-seven, and December meal down ninety cents at three oh four seventy. At Doomer's Grain Service in Holman and Buck Country Grain in Arcadia, we've got the new crop nineteen corn delivered to the elevator today at a cash price of three forty-five, and new crop soybeans at the elevators in Arcadia and Holman at eight eighty-seven today. And uh, waiting for that other shoe to drop as far as dairy, you know, when those prices go up, they come down. Well, they didn't come crashing down. They just came down. Barrels down six at 233. The block's down seven and three quarters to 207. Butter down a cent and a quarter at uh, 203 and three quarters. No more $20 milk on the board. November down 28 on the class three at 1995. December down 58 at 1906. January. Down 26 at 1781. February down 17 at 1705. March down 9 at 1688. That's a look at our markets. Brought to you by Pioneer this morning, almost 12 minutes after 5 here at Wax. Credit products are issued by WebBank. Member FDIC rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Offer valid for loan products 90 days after today. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. How do I feel? Awesome. Like a huge weight has been lifted off my shoulders. Hundreds of thousands of people are discovering the relief of a fixed-rate debt consolidation loan through Avant. I paid off all my credit cards, and now I just have one easy monthly payment with Avant. And I don't have to worry about the rates going up. Avant offers you access to unsecured debt consolidation loans from $2,000 to $35,000. When I saw Avant was accredited by the Better Business Bureau, I knew that was the company for me. 
Do you know how good it feels to only worry about one monthly payment? Experience the relief of a debt consolidation loan through Avant. Plus, get a free $50 Amazon gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and get this free offer, go to Avant.com and enter code 8000 when applying. Avant.com, code 8000. That's Avant.com, code 8000. We talked a lot of gloom. We've talked a lot of doom this season, the planting season, the growing season, and now the harvest season. This is Scott Schultz with the Pioneer Seeds Harvest Update with Joe Isles, Western Wisconsin Field Agronomist with Pioneer Seeds. Good morning, Joe. Hello, Scott. Hey, we did talk a lot of gloom and doom, but you were mentioning to me we kind of got lucky where the corn crop is concerned in some ways. You bet. So I walked an awful lot of cornfields this summer, and one thing that really stood out to me was the incredible canopy health. You know, even though we were dealt kind of a bad card when it came to getting the heat units that we needed to get a lot of the corn across the finish line and dried down, uh, those same conditions what I think helped contribute to an incredibly healthy corn crop. You know, even all the way up to the finish line, some of these leaves look like July corn canopy. Yeah, we just didn't see the northern corn leaf blight pressure. Uh, speaking up north here in the western Wisconsin area, we didn't see a lot of the other diseases that come in and start to take that corn down. And it wasn't until the stuff had reached physiological maturity on most of the acres did we see the anthracnose top dieback start to set in. I don't think it actually is going to hurt yields out at all. So as a result of this incredible corn health canopy, that's why I think we're starting to see some above-average, even excellent yield results come in off the combines. As you've said in the past, it's a little high moisture, high on the moisture side. Yeah, indeed. That, that's the the downside of having this wonderfully clean canopy. Uh, you know, the, the bugs that ultimately infest this corn, they thrive on heat and humidity as well. And because we didn't have as much of that, left us with nice, healthy corn. But the problem is that we just couldn't get her dried down. Well, there's always a good side to everything, isn't there, Joel? Yes, indeed. So we'll take the win where we can grab it in terms of yield numbers. Just got to prepare ourselves that it's going to need some drying help. A bit of sunshine in the doom and gloom of this season with another Pioneer Seeds Harvest Update. I'm Scott Schultz with Joe Isles, Western Wisconsin Field Agronomist with Pioneer Seeds. It's quarter after five here in Wax. Thanks, Scott and Joe, this morning. 11, 12 degrees, something like that. And, uh, well, Governor Tony Evers is making some moves with the Department of Agriculture, Trade, and Consumer Protection. But is it permanent, Scott? No, not necessarily at all. Randy Romanski has been called in from the bullpen again. Romanski has been serving as Deputy Secretary at the State Department of Agriculture, Trade, and Consumer Protection under then-Secretary Brad Paff. But when Paff was voted out as Secretary earlier this week by the State Senate, Governor Tony Evers named Romanski to be Interim Secretary. He was in the same position in 2010 when then-Secretary Rod Nilsson drowned in a swimming accident. Evers told reporters at yesterday's Board of Agriculture meeting he has no timeline to name a permanent secretary because he didn't expect the Senate to vote the way they did. And as of now, he has no list of prospective candidates. Yeah, and Evers is really upset calling this a personal vendetta by members of the uh, Republicans in the state Senate. Caught up with him. Uh, some reporters had a chance to catch up with him after the board meeting, and he was very short, but he was very hospitable to the reporters. 
talking about the uh, situation with PAF and moving forward. Well, certainly his experience in the department is, is long, as, is, is long, and so he, he knows the people, he knows the, the issues that uh, are important to it. So he will be, he will serve as an interim until we uh, finalize that, that decision. So it's a smooth transition. He's somebody that's already been here, knows the agency, and knows the issues. Will Brad stay on at DACAP? No. So he, he's not going to be transitioning into the deputy role then? No. Do you have any possible successors in mind? No, I don't. Not off the right, uh, off the top of my head. I was hoping that the legislature would have uh, approved Brad. Uh, certainly there was no reason for them not to, but they took the, uh, uh, frankly, I would say amoral approach and decided to that politics are going to uh, trump competence and passion. So I haven't had time to think about it. I was hopeful that they would keep him. What was your message to the staff here today? The message to the staff was how important the work that they do. And it's not just day-to-day -day stuff. It's uh, Their work is so connected with the values and the legacy of Wisconsin, whether it's around water or whether it's around land, whether it's one of our obviously major uh, industries, but the culture that goes along with all those things, uh, that still resides in the Department of Agriculture, Trade and Consumer Protection. Their work is important. I, I feel their pain. I, I grieve with them on the, on the, the frankly, uh, amoral decision that they made yesterday. But at the end, end of the day, we need, we need to rise above that, and, and we will. Do you have a timeline in mind for naming a new nominee or Not be comfortable with Randy staying where he is for a Yeah, well, certainly I have comfort with Randy being in that position, but I, we will take the time we need to find the best person possible. And that's Governor Tony Evers after the Board of Agriculture meeting at the department headquarters yesterday. Again, still, as you can tell, very upset with the action by the uh, state senate. Strictly a party line vote, and some people think, well, they got mad at PAF because he called them out, and we'll get you type of attitude. So whether that was it or not, uh, you know, that's the Republicans going to have to deal with that in the whole state of Wisconsin. Hey, coming up, soybean cyst nematode. What's the latest on that? We'll get an update coming up on WAX. After the problems this year, no one has to be reminded of how cruel nature can be. I'm Shannon Latham. Come drought, hail, or high water, if you plant the minimum product required, you're fully protected by Latham Seeds Replant Program. 75 bags of Latham brand corn or a 36-bag increase gets you 100% replant. And 200 units of Latham soybeans treated with Soy Shield Plus earns the same. Let's hope not, but just in case, go to LathamSeeds.com or call 877-GO-LATHAM. Choices. Every day, you have choices. Choices to help save the environment or add to the problem. The things you do, the purchases you make, you can choose to go green. It's not just energy-efficient light bulbs and recycling anymore. There's green choices all around you. So what are you choosing today? A message from your conscience. Water Furnace Geothermal Heating and Cooling Systems from WaterSource of Eau Claire are reliable, renewable, and environmentally friendly. Visit watersourcegeothermal.com. Soybean cyst nematodes. It's a mouthful to say, and it's not a good thing out in our soybean fields. This is Scott Schultz on the northern end of the world's longest barn. And Reba, even though it's fun-sounding, it's not a fun thing to be dealing with. 
It is not, Scott. That's right. This is Reba McClone at the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. And, yeah, soybean cyst nematodes are absolutely microscopic. And when you're looking at your crop yield impact, there's a lot that can be happening. And when you think you've checked everything and you're still hitting that plateau within your field, these might be the culprit. So I took a microscopic look at these tiny little soybean threats. I'm here talking with Anne McGoodwin, and Anne, can you explain to me a little bit about your role and then soybean cyst nematodes? So I'm in the Department of Plant Pathology. I have a research teaching appointment, uh, but I work very closely with my extension colleagues. So they have appointments that um, uh, align them with commodities. I'm aligned with a pest. So nematodes are small invertebrate animals, probably more closely related to insects, but because they're so tiny, so microscopic, um, I'm housed in a plant pathology department. Soybean cyst nematodes, I think, are something not a lot of people in Wisconsin think about. When you asked during your presentation, not a lot of hands went up, and most people kind of looked around to see who else was raising their hand. Why is that? Well, because nematodes of all sorts, including soybean cyst, are microscopic. They're about half a millimeter in size at their largest point in their life cycle, and they live in the soil. They're transparent, so it's not something that you can see. Uh, They attack the roots, and they have an effect on the entire growth and reproduction of of soybean, but often there's no above-ground symptoms. So unlike a a fungus disease or a, a virus disease, you don't see symptoms necessarily in the foliage. That might be part of the reason why people aren't looking into it is there a way to tell at all if you have these the definitive way to tell is to have the soil tested by a laboratory but farmers usually have a clue that something's going on Uh, there can be above ground symptoms if there's really really high numbers in the soil but most often what people see is just uh, a situation where they've hit a yield plateau they're doing everything to have very high yield potential and they just can't get past there's something that's holding them down I have to say, nematodes aren't usually the first place they look, so they'll go through soil fertility, all sorts of other issues, uh, but eventually uh, many of them find their way to testing their soil for nematodes. And where do those tests kind of lead them to? What are typical findings? So in terms of soybean cyst nematode, um, the sort of first step is was the test positive or negative? And so then what we look at is what the population density is. And so the stage that the test uh, looks at is are the eggs of the nematode in the soil. And so the test yields an, an egg number. The higher the number, the greater the likelihood that there'll be a yield loss. And what can people do to help remove these nematodes? So they can't ever really remove soybean cysts. It's, it's an exquisitely well-adapted parasite and very uh, has a lot of uh, nuances to its life cycle that ensures that it, it lasts for a very long time. But farmers can minimize the damage. One is to uh, practice crop rotation. Soybean cyst has a rather restricted host range, with soybean being the primary host. Corn is not a host. Neither is small grains. So... Um, Making sure that um, there's intervals with no host present is a good way to keep the populations down. Uh, most 
varieties that are out there have resistance already built into soybean cyst nematode, uh, but we still say an, um, to rotate varieties. Uh, unfortunately, the genetic source of resistance is the same in over 90% of the varieties that are available. And so knowing that, there are other traits um, in each variety that, that sort of help and buffer against soybean cyst nematodes. So rotating crops to a non-host soybean with uh, corn or small grains and then rotating varieties is also important. You said that they have this unique kind of life cycle that allows them to stay in the ground for a while. Can you explain that life cycle and how they're able to stay alive for so long even without a host? Well, uh, the nematode can sense, because it is rather specific in its host range, it can sense if an actively growing host plant is near. And that happens when the nematodes are still in the egg stage. So the eggs won't hatch unless a soybean crop is present. And in the absence of soybean, they remain protected in the eggshell, and then those eggs stay within the body of the female nematode, which after death hardens and we call a cyst. So it's like a double protection, the eggshell and then the body of the cyst. And so we know that um, they are capable of being in that condition for 10 years. And so they have very long staying power. That said, um, there's always gonna be some mortality every year just because they have lots of natural enemies. So anything that promotes soil health and an actively uh, active uh, uh, soil community seems to be helpful in helping those numbers decline. How do soybean cyst nematodes transfer from, say, one field to another field? I think you had said they started in North Carolina. So how did they get from North Carolina and hop all the way up to Wisconsin? So that's right. The first um, infestation of soybean cyst was in 1954 in North Carolina. And since that time, they've spread to every soybean-producing state and virtually every county. They're so small that anything that moves soil can move the soybean cyst nematode. And because they're protected in that egg, and the eggs are protected in the cyst, they can blow in the wind. They can pass through the digestive system of birds. They can travel in uh, uh, machinery, soil adhering to machinery. They can uh, travel in transplants. Actually, in Wisconsin, the first find was in 1981, and it was on cabbage transplants that came from the south. So cabbage is not a host for the soybean cyst nematode, but those cabbage uh, plants had been grown in a field that had previously had soybean. And again, that's a young lady from the UW-Madison plant pathologist that Scott knows very well. Ann McGoodwin. Ann McGoodwin. She must be uh, new down there. I'm not familiar with her. I actually haven't uh, met Ann yet. I, I just know but that's what it is. Soybean system. Remember, the <laughs> Soybean Association, uh, you know, they provide funds for free testing to make sure you don't have it. And if you do, you got it. There's no question. So, again, if you uh, are seeing yields drop 10%, you can't figure out why you don't have any, you know, soybean problem, soybean system. Nematode is probably... One of the reasons, you know, if you don't have, uh, you know, stem rot or all the other things that can hit soybeans, probably soybean cyst nematode. So be careful of that and get it tested. 
More Farm Mutuals rely on Grinnell Re to protect their assets so they can protect their policyholders. In fact, Grinnell Re is the leading reinsurer of Farm Mutuals in the U.S., providing the financial stability they expect with an A rating from AM Best to back it up. So why trust anyone but the leader? Rely on a partner that protects more Farm Mutuals than any other. Reconsider your reinsurer. Visit GrinnellRE.com today. Grinnell Re is a registered trademark of Grinnell Mutual Reinsurance Company. When you think about farm input needs in western and central Wisconsin, you think of Short Lane Ag, and Matt Omekin is with us from Short Lane. And Matt, tell us about uh, the facilities that you have at Short Lane Ag, because you've got more than one in our part of the world. Yeah, that's absolutely right. In the fine state of Wisconsin, we have three total uh, stores, uh, one here in northern central Wisconsin in Colby. We also have one on the east side of Michigan, and then we have our prize store over there in the western side of the state over there in Pigeon Falls. And between these locations, we're able to go statewide. And not only that, we're also able to accommodate for customers in Illinois and Minnesota and basically throughout the Midwest. Full-service supplier of seed, agronomy needs, fertilizer, everything, right? Yeah, and not only that, uh, farmers also want to know about latest innovations and how to curb costs for inputs and also for custom crop advice. Not only are we going to help you with, uh, you know, inputs towards seed, fertilizer, herbicide, custom applications, but we're also going to help your farm be the best that it can be. And that's a short lane egg. And Matt, over the last few years, you've taken on Alpharex alfalfa. How long have you had it, and what kind of response have you gotten from farmers who have planted Alpharex alfalfa varieties? We're rolling on several years now that we've been working with Alpharex, and it has been a great partnership. It has great forage, and not only in the tonnage range, but quality range, too. Hyges is still our top product uh, for milk production, but you can't underestimate also their high-ton performance alfalfas like uh, Alpharex or their 429. And what's nice about those is, is that we have great disease packages and there's good uh, hardiness to these alfalfas. Now, the one thing that we ran into this season and we're expecting next season is we're going to have some pretty hard winters. So sur- winter survivability becomes a, a high standard for setting up for next forage. But Alpharex is always on top of that. They have a great social media page showcasing all of the latest research that they're doing to come up with some very good products. And plenty of seed available for into 2020. Yeah, absolutely. You know, when you have a lineup like this uh, with a company like Alpharex, you have to be prepared for the demand. We look at what works for farmers and what works at the industry level for forage, and we, we bring those two together. For your farm input needs, including Alpharex alfalfa, Short Lane Egg in Wisconsin, Matt Omekin with us for Alpharex. And we've got about 11, 12 degrees. We'll check in with Tucker and find out more on our weather going through the weekend. I don't think driving is going to be a problem. No precipitation being called for especially. With that, let's get to some of our local news. Scott, what's going on around the area? Wisconsin's special session on guns came and went exactly as Republicans in Madison said it would. The state Senate and Assembly yesterday quickly gaveled in and gaveled out of the special session. They didn't vote on the red flag law or the background check measure that Governor Evers wants to see. The governor blasted Republicans for playing politics, but Republican leaders say it's the governor who's playing politics by demanding a vote on laws he knows don't have enough support. The latest battle between the Wisconsin legislature and Governor Evers goes to the governor. 
Not a single Democrat flipped yesterday to vote for an override of the governor's latest vetoes. Every single Republican in the state assembly voted for the three overrides, but they didn't have the numbers. It's the first time since Governor Walker took office that lawmakers tried to override the governor. Republican leaders say they might try again after the first of the year. The superintendent in Menominee Schools says the students involved in the latest school threat might not understand how serious those threats are. Superintendent Joe Zdowski said the threat to the school yesterday has been dealt with and appropriate legal actions are being taken. The superintendent isn't saying what the threat included, but said some of the students involved might not understand the kind of fear they cause when they make threats against the school. And the city of Eau Claire has just more than 30 years to change how it powers the city. Eau Claire's city manager yesterday said, signed a pledge to make the city carbon-free by 2050. The uh, Right now, about 25% of Eau Claire's energy comes from green sources. Part of the carbon-free pledge is to include switching to electric vehicles for the city. All right, we'll see how all this works out by 20, what do you say, 2050? 20- 2050, yeah. All right, well, I'm not going to drive an electric vehicle by then, so, in fact, I won't be driving any vehicles at that time. By then. That's right. We'll be uh, doing stuff (laughs) like that. We'll be flying away someplace. We'll be the Jetsons. All right, we're going to check on our weather. It's cold, but, uh, you know, going to football games or stuff like that shouldn't be a problem. When you're in for improving your energy efficiency, Focus on Energy can help you grow your farm's energy efficiency this fall. Scott Schultz with Steve Craker, Trade Ally Liaison with Focus on Energy. We're getting to the end of our season that we're, we're looking for invoices for equipment that's been purchased over the year, hot water boilers, unit heaters, some of the greenhouse things that are going on, thermal curtains, climate controls. We've got some good incentives on the, the boilers. They're like one to three dollars per MBH. So okay. depending on the efficiency and the size, we're giving out probably, uh, I'd say, three hundred dollars to a thousand dollars, depending on the size and the mm-hmm. efficiency. So lots of equipment available, lots of incentives available for upgrading that heating equipment. Where do you go to find information? Focusonenergy.com. Call 888-947-7828. Steve Craker, the Trade Ally Liaison with Focus on Energy. I'm Scott Schultz. 26 minutes before 6 o'clock here on a Friday morning in WAC. Let's find out about our weather. Brought to you by Treen Livestock. And Tucker Amico Antico is with us <laughs> over there in the weather room at Skywarn 13. Well, Tucker, if you're going to football games tonight or football games tomorrow, you know, you're not going to drive with the windows open, but at least you're not going to have snow and stuff like that to deal with, are we? No, that's true. It is going to at least be dry. And, um, you know, this evening will actually be a lot warmer than right now. So it'll really? feel much better. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to get clouds. They're going to make their way in, and it's going to keep things a bit more mild as we get overnight. Ah, good. Well, what's going on in the next few days? Yeah, of course. So, well, well, today we will get to about 30. And as I mentioned, we will see more clouds later in the day. And because of that, our high temperature sitting at 30 will not be much different from our low temperature. We'll probably only get down to about 26 overnight. So if you're going to any football games this evening, the temperatures are likely to be in the upper 20s. So that's compared to what we've had recently, that's probably going to feel fairly mild in the evening. Getting into Saturday, high temperatures approach 40. I don't think they'll quite make it there, but they'll be close. And we'll see a slight chance for some snow showers in the evening. Nothing accumulating, just really some flurries. Low temperatures into Sunday in the mid-20s. And then Sunday's where things begin to drop off again. 
will be around 30 degrees as a high, getting down into the lower teens, similar to how we're starting out this morning. Then Monday and Tuesday, looking to peak around 20 degrees, with low temperatures in the mid-single digits on Tuesday morning, and then slowly beginning to warm up into Wednesday, though we're still likely to begin around the temperatures we're at this morning. So the cold days look to be Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday next week. Uh, the weekend mainly cloudy, but a little more mild. And, of course, if you're headed out tonight, shouldn't be too bad. Just expect some cloudy skies. It's currently 12 degrees in Eau Claire. I'm Skywarn 13 meteorologist Tucker Antico. Hey, I saw earlier, Tucker, places like Whitehall, seven below. Is that right? Yeah, you know, with the valleys, you can yep, get cold yep. air that uh, pools in, sort of like a creek fills into a pond. So yep. that's how it works. Gets cold out there. All right, sounds good, Tucker. Have a good weekend. Yeah, you too. Have a great weekend. There he goes. That's Tucker Antico over there at Skywarn 13. 12 degrees right now. Weather brought to you by... Terrain Livestock. When farming, prices fluctuate, whether it is feed, milk, or livestock prices. Hi, this is Michelle from Terrain Livestock Market in Thorpe. One thing that is consistent, we at Terrain Livestock Market will work to get the best prices for your livestock. We're not a cooperative. We're family-owned and operated. Our sales are every Monday and Wednesday, and we're conveniently located one and a half miles north of Thorpe on Highway 73. Give us a call at 715-669-7127. Because at Terrain Livestock Market, we're always striving to be the best market of choice for your livestock. Gear up for fall with a trip to Blaine's Farm and Fleet. We have everything you need to get you through the winter months, like a 180,000 BTU dual heat kerosene forced air heater from GPH. Now $50 off, on sale $299.99. Save on the Milwaukee M18 cordless lithium-ion two-tool combo kit. Includes compact driver and M18 quarter-inch hex impact driver, contractor bag, and charger. It's $169. And be prepared with booster cables from East Penn. A 20-foot, 4-gauge set, just $19.99. Save on the brands you love. And now with Blaine's Loyalty Rewards Program, earn points and save even more. Join Blaine's Rewards today and take advantage of member reward pricing, special offers and savings, and member-only events. Find values like these and more at Blaine's Farm and Fleet. The original, authentic, still family-owned since 1955. Hi, I'm Janelle Capusto, reigning Clark County Fairs to the Fair, and I work at the Nilsville American Legion. American Legion Post 73 in Nilsville is thanking our past, present, and future veterans this Veterans Day, Monday, November 11th, with our steak dinner. Any service member will get $5 off their steak dinners from 5 to 8 p.m. on November 11th. Steak feeds are always the second Monday of every month from 5 to 8 p.m., and the fish fry is every Friday night. The Nilsville American Legion asks all to remember and thank our veterans for their service and their sacrifice. There you go. You're a veteran. You can get over there in Nielsville on Monday night and get a steak at half price. That way you can buy two and then it's regular price. I'm thinking about that. That's a good thing. There you go. Neil, that's a beautiful facility over it there. Really it really is. It really, really good is. Food. They really got good food yep. over there. So, again, veterans, get over to Nielsville, American Legion, on Monday night when it's Veterans Day and go ahead and enjoy it. Good steak. I've been over there for those. Those are those are nice steaks. Yeah. Too. Good and, stuff. and you don't have to worry about your brother stabbing you in the hand or anything like that <laughs> getting after your steak. I hope not. That's yeah. for sure. Hey, another report coming out today later on. What's going on? 
Well, usually the USDA economists have a pretty good handle about the size of the year's corn and soybean crops before they release their November crop estimates, but today's report is a little different. With some beans and a lot of corn crops still in the fields, grain traders might be a little skeptical about today's report. They're expecting a corn crop of about 13.6 million bushels on yields of 167.3 bushels per acre with ending corn stocks for this year at just under 1.8 billion bushels. All those estimates would be down from the October report. And it's the same story expected for soybeans. A total crop of just over 3.5 billion bushels on yields of 46.6 bushels an acre leaving ending stocks at 429 million bushels down 31 million from the October estimates. That report comes out at 11 o'clock this morning. All right, about 12 degrees right now and again more reaction from the uh... Brad Paff vote in the state Senate. You had a chance to go all the way to Washington to get some reaction. Did. I happened to be talking with U.S. Senator Tammy Baldwin from here in Wisconsin, and we were talking about some other issues, a mental health issue that we'll be uh, covering here in the next couple of days. You'll hear more from uh, Senator Baldwin about that. But I asked her about the bipartisanship and the reaction, her reaction to the Brad Paff situation right here in Wisconsin. You know, my experience in um, in Congress is that um, our rural issues, our agricultural issues, should have no um, partisan slant to them. Um, we're just talking about the Farmers First Act, which I teamed up with um, Republican Senator Joni Ernst of Iowa to pass, and uh, my work with uh, Senator Moran of Kansas to um, bring up ag- uh, adequate funding for uh, for that act. Um, all of our work uh, has to be bipartisan if we're going to effectively respond to the crisis that our um, farmers are experiencing. Secretary Paff uh, was uh, committed. Um, he came from a, a farming background. He has been a farm advocate for his entire career, and to inject partisan uh, politics at the state level at a time when um, our dairy farmers and other farmers need everyone working together, um, it was really, uh, really harmful and tragic. And that's Senator Tammy Baldwin on Washington and her reaction. And I think ever since we got to these gerrymandered districts here back in 2010, bipartisanship has gone away. It really, it, was, it really has. It's it been, really uh, has. It really has. not fun. So hopefully we can uh, mend some wounds here and uh, get on for more productive stuff. We're going to do more productive stuff. We've got markets coming up at Wax. We're, what, about 18 minutes away from 6 o'clock. Premier Livestock at Withy will have a special feeder cattle and bread beef heifer auction on November 12th at 11 a.m., expecting 700 to 900 head, four complete dispersals. There also will be a dairy cattle auction on November 13th at 11 a.m., two complete herd dispersals, 80 Holstein dairy cows, tie stall heifers on headlocks, 75-pound tank average, SCC of 200. Dispersal number two has 35 Holstein dairy cows, 4.1 butterfat, 3.3 protein, SCC of 135, tie stall herd. 
20 certified organic Holstein dairy cows milked in parlor. Grazed cows recently fresh. Bred back or close springing. A special heifer auction on November 15th at 11 a.m. Expecting 500 to 600 head selling springing heifers, bred heifers, open heifers, and heifer calves. Call Premier Livestock at 715-229-2500 or see Premier Livestock and Auctions Do you know the secret? We know the secret. Hi, I'm Kathy. I lost 24 pounds and over 15 inches. I feel much better and I look better too. And I know the secret. Hello, I'm Dan and I've lost over 65 pounds and over 31 inches. And I know the secret. Hi, I'm Karen. I lost 25 pounds and over 17 inches. I know the secret. Hi, I'm Dr. Justin Scheer, DC with Eau Claire Weight Loss. And I know the secret to losing up to one pound of fat every day. My unique weight loss program makes it easy to lose weight, get healthy, and get your energy back naturally, safely, and effectively. If you'd like to lose unhealthy fat without counting points or calories, no exercising, no prepackaged meals, no HCG, no surgery, and no hypnosis, call my office now at 715-502-4748 or visit weknowthesecret.com. We know the secret. About 12 minutes before, six or 16 minutes rather, 12 degrees. That's what I was trying to say here. We'll get it squared away. Getting up to about 29 today, not bad. Hey, let's go to the market, Scott. Where are we going first? Let's go over to Equity Altoona to hear what Mark Coger has to say about yesterday's sale. Choice Beefsters and Heffers on a very light supply, selling from 90 to 96. High-yielding choice and prime Holstein steers, 90 to 95. We did top at 99.75 on a set of strictly prime steers. Choice Holstein steers, 82 to 90, with their heavyweight and underfinished steers and heifers selling 82 and down. 20% of the slaughter cows selling from 50 to 58. We topped at 64. 60% of the cows selling from 34 to 50, with 20% of the cows selling 34 and down. Most of the slaughter bulls selling from 60 to 75. We topped at 80. Thin, full, bulls over a ton, horn bulls. And lightweight bulls all discounted. 80% of the Holstein bull calves weighing 95 pounds and up, selling from 10 to $85 per head. Your light and poor quality calves selling $10 per head and down. With your fancy beef calves selling from 50 to $200 per head. Quick reminder: special feeder sale here on Friday, the 8th of November. We're expecting five to 600 head of calves. So a lot of good beef calves. Um, call us here at the market for with questions: 715-835-3104. Or you can go to our website at equitycoop.com to check out our early consignments. Now, this is Mark Colger from the Equity Altoon Auction Market. Have a great day. All right, Mark, you have a great day, too. Let's continue with the markets from the Equity Barn on this Friday morning. Stratford is where we're going. Jerry Fitzgerald is on the other end. Good morning, Jerry. How are you on a Friday morning? Well, Bob, and a good morning to you. Not too bad. We're in a nice warm house here. So uh, I just looked. Uh, we're on the upswing already on the temperatures. When I first got up, it was 9. Now it's up to 10. So well, there you go. Things are getting better already. There you go. Yep. It's now a quarter to 6 in the morning. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's just kind of one of these cold spells here. But uh, we got snow on the ground, and uh, I'm thinking that, uh, you know, it's going to have to get up to the 30s before this stuff will be melting. Yeah, well, we might lose a little bit of it later today or tomorrow. We'll find out. But uh, wrap up the week for us over at Stratford. I will do that, Bob. Thank you, and a very good morning to everyone. And a summary from yesterday, Thursday, and this past week here at Equity Stratford. We'll start out with the market cow auction on yesterday's auction. These higher-yielding cows are selling mostly from 52 to 61. 
topping yesterday on the car market at 63 and a half. Uh, most of the cows in yesterday's auction were selling between 35 and 50. Thinner planer cows uh, below the $35 money. On the bull trade this week, your better quality bulls are selling from 64 to 80. Extreme top on the bulls uh, did reach 88 and a half on a very fancy high-yielding beef bull. Planer bulls, 55 and back. On the fat cattle trade, choice grading Holstein steers are selling mostly from uh, 80 to 91. Underfinished, select grading cattle, 77 and below. On the calf market on the close, a mostly steady trend on the bull calves this week. Uh, uh, good quality, 85, 220-pound bull calves, selling mostly from 40 to 100 on yesterday's sale, up to 110. We did see, uh, on Monday, we did see some fancier bull calves up to 125. Heifer calves, though, very limited demand, $30 and below. Beef calves, decent demand on the beef calves, selling from 100 to 230. And we did top this week on the beef calves at 260. Now, just a reminder, tomorrow, Saturday here in Stratford, uh, starting at uh, 10.30 a.m., will be our monthly uh, sheep and goat auction. And again, as I mentioned, that will start at 10.30 tomorrow morning. And then look ahead, our next uh, auction, of course, will be next Monday for the market auction. Next feeder cattle sale here in Stratford will be next Wednesday, November 13th. We do have some uh, very top-quality uh, calves and yearlings already consigned for that sale uh, next Wednesday. So uh, looking for another big feeder cattle sale next Wednesday. Again, this information is on our website, Equity Co-op. Click on the Stratford page. And our phone number is 715-687-4101. So, Bob, that's what we have for you folks on Friday. Uh, I know you guys were talking about the high school playoffs. Uh, well, it's going to come down pretty close to the nitty-gritty here. Some really good games uh Stratford is playing Northwestern. Edgar's playing Gilman. Uh, and I know you were mentioning some, I think, Regis is playing. Uh, so there's going to be some good teams tonight. But uh, uh, dress warm. Yep, but we don't have any snow or sleet or anything else to worry about. So uh, you're good to go. Are you going out to any games or are you going to stay home? I don't know. I haven't decided yet. What depends upon what transpires right. yet. But, uh, yeah, I, like I said, I think... Uh, I think Stratford has got to go to Northwestern, yeah, and some... I believe Edgar and Gilman is a, at home at Edgar. So if you want to get a good chair there, you probably got to get there about four o'clock. Well, right? there you go. You got time to do that. You enjoy the weekend. We'll talk to you next week. Sound good, Bob. Thank you. There you go, Jerry Fitzgerald over at the Edgar. Equity Stratford sale, but I'm trying to say Edgar here. Harvest season is underway, and you know what that means. It's time to look at marketing your corn and soybeans. Buck Country Grain in Arcadia and Dummer's Grain Service in Holman are the people to trust. They work with the farmer to get them the most competitive price for their commodities. Target price offers purchase contracts, basis contracts, and more. They offer all grain services. Buck Country Grain in Arcadia and Dummer's Grain Service in Holman. Give them a call today or visit their website at www.buckcountrygrain.com. It's where your corn and soybeans want to go. And uh, again, at Dummer's Grain Service in Holman, Buck Country Grain in Arcadia. That uh, new crop corn delivered to the elevator today in Arcadia and Holman at 345. And for the soybeans, the cash on the new crop soybeans at 887 today. When you're in for improving your energy efficiency, Wisconsin is in for growing your farm's energy savings. Focus on energy partners with Wisconsin Utilities to offer farmers the tools to grow their farm's energy efficiency and cash incentives to make it happen. Get started today. Call 888-947-7828 or visit focusonenergy.com slash agribusiness to learn more. That's focusonenergy.com slash agribusiness. Focus on energy. 
helping farmers grow since 2001. This tailgate season, dip into mouth-watering flavors of Top the Tater brand dips, like Classic Ranch and Nacho Cheese. Find Top the Tater brand dips in the refrigerated section of your grocery store. Top the Tater, strange name, delicious tip. And checking out the rest of our market information this morning, waiting for that crop report. The prices overnight uh, didn't move a whole lot. December corn this morning is at 374, March corn at 383. The March soybeans down a penny at 947, meal down 90 cents a ton at 304.70. December oats down one at 303, wheat down one at 510. Country elevator prices here on the DTN screen corn at Golden Plump today at 345. It's also 345 at Baldwin, Duran, Mondovi, Elmwood, and Fall Creek. With the soybeans at those elevators, 857. Osseo's 350 on the corn and 857 on the beans. At Stevens Point, the corn's 357. The soybeans, 841. Elk Mount has the beans at 865. Sparta, 342 on the corn, 858 on the beans. At Ellsworth, 337 and 857. At the ethanol plants, Boyceville and Stanley are both at 350 for the corn. The New Richmond Grain Facility at 347. Barrel cheese down six yesterday at 233. The blocks. Down seven and three quarters at two oh seven. The butter down a cent and three quarters, two oh three and three quarters. November class three down twenty eight, nineteen ninety five. December down fifty eight at nineteen oh six. January down twenty six, seventeen eighty one. February down seventeen at seventeen oh five. March down nine at sixteen eighty eight. Well, it's a Friday morning here at Wax. You know what that means? Brent is with us on our countryside co op. Crop Information Update Program. Countryside Cooperative. Creative solutions. Exceptional value. With the crops starting to come off, the question comes up for what can we do in the fields now? The answer to that is a fall application of potash. There are many benefits to doing a fall application. Potash has a low risk of leaching, meaning it will stay available in the soil solution for the plant this spring. Putting the potash on in fall will also help it move into the soil better especially in no-till fields. Fall potash is also beneficial in chisel-plowed fields after application because it moves the fertilizer to half of the chisel depth. As well as the weather this fall has been dry so far, allowing easy access through the fields. Applying potash now will also allow you and Countryside Cooperative more time to get the spreading completed because of the shorter waiting list. Phosphorus fertilization is about improving soil conditions, not fertilizing the crop. Contact your local Countryside Cooperative agronomist in Milltown, New Richmond, Ellsworth, Durand, Osseo, and Wamandy. And Brent Wink is with us on our Countryside Co-op Crop Information Update program. Good morning, sir. Good morning to you. All right. No deer running across the road this morning and nothing's in the rut over there in Baldwin, <laughs> Redwood City area? Well, I probably should just just leave those comments there, but I didn't, did not see didn't deer. Didn't see any deer, but okay. But I've seen, every time I've been out pretty much lately, they've been running it, around. I don't know. It sure seems like there's a lot more this year, so hopefully yeah. uh, hunters do their job and get them off the road. So yeah, that's for sure. we quit hitting them. All right. Well, it's gotten plenty cold. The fields are frozen up. What uh, what are we looking at this week? You know, last week I think uh, a lot of people finished soybeans, so that was just such a, a a good thing to have done. I know there's still some that are out in the fields, but boy, I would say that it's probably ninety or ninety five percent complete in a lot of this area. So good to see get moved on to corn. Um, you know, corn yields are surprisingly good from uh, some of the early ones that I've been talking to. We're starting to get some yields uh, rolling in on probably 
four or five, six different counties around here just talking with different growers that are seeing some yields on the monitors over 200 bushel in a lot of areas in the field. So that's kind of good to hear some of those results coming in. Um, How wet is it, though? Well, that was the the next part. Okay, uh, you know, go for it. You, you got the good and the bad, but yeah, certainly this year moisture is is really kind of the talking point. Moisture and test weight. I think uh, those two things uh, we're going to see uh, quite a bit of variance out there. Some of the early planted corn, uh, seeing some moistures maybe in the lower twenties. I've heard of a few reports of some moisture down into the teens, but very very little of that. Probably the majority of the corn uh, that's coming off is in that uh, 24 to maybe even upward of 30% moisture, and we're not really getting any drying conditions um, to change that any. But then test weights, you know, we just, when you don't get the heat units, when you have a season like this that it kind of just slowly plods along and we don't get the the heat units to finish that crop off and dry the crop in the field and kind of accumulate that uh, density in the grain. So that's that's showing up a lot. You know, I looked... I got a test plot uh, sent to me last night, and the average test weight on 24 different varieties, the average test weight was 50.7 bushel. So, you know, that's going to leave our yields a little bit short. And I think when they're kind of trying to get an idea on yields across the U.S. too, I think when we look at our grain bins and the size of those grain bins, you know, just because it was a 100,000 bushel grain bin, uh, the test weights are definitely going to have an impact on that. So I think that's going to take a little bit for everyone to figure out the math and, and see. But hopefully uh, this weather kind of, we, we need it to warm up a little bit. As you said, at least the fields are firm now. Any fields that were wet, we can pretty much almost walk on water in uh-huh. just about all the spots. So harvest will uh, continue at a good clip keep the rain and snow out of the forecast, and hopefully we can get some stuff done in the yeah, next week. Yeah, it's not supposed to be wet anytime soon. I mean, partly cloudy. You should see a little sun early today, but then, you know, tomorrow maybe, but uh, very little. So hopefully a little help for the farmers Yeah, out there. absolutely. And one last thing. I, I know uh, this last week I sent out a lot of the soybean data to the agronomists at Countryside Co-op. It, it's, you know, kind of for us as well, the season has been kind of a struggle to get the harvest data in. A lot of the soybean data is uh, kind of rolling in and getting that out to the agronomists. Corn silage data, they should have that here shortly and then uh, starting to see some of the answer plots and the corn data so going to have the opportunity to start making some of the decisions on varieties and all of that here uh shortly so work with your agronomist at countryside very good thank you sir have a good weekend there he goes brent wink on our countryside co-op crop information update program and uh we don't forget coming up uh scott correct me if i'm wrong but i think uh, sunday the osseo fairchild ffa is having their big pancake feed at the high school right that's right. They're serving, let's see here, 8 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. And also this weekend, Holy Rosary Parish over at Owen is having their Christmas tree lane, oh. 10.30 to 1. That's on Saturday. And they're having soup, sandwiches, and fancy desserts. Oh, sounds good. So, again, get out and enjoy it. The weather be a little cool, but uh, there won't be precipitation, snow, and ice or anything like that to deal with. So enjoy the weekend. We're about 12 degrees right now. Get to Kohl's this Veterans Day weekend and take an extra 15% off. 
Save on Scott Living, new at Kohl's. Disney Frozen 2 bedding is just $42.49. And save on a Food Network cookware set, $84.99. Plus, take an extra $10 off your $50 home sale purchase. Plus, get Kohl's cash this weekend at Kohl's. Select styles. Offers valid November 7th through 17th. 15% off with promo code SHOP15. Home offer with promo code ENTERTAIN10. Some exclusions apply. See store or kohls.com for details. A-plus insulation services. A-plus Eau Claire. Dot com.